Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Holmes, and you're listening to the Hustle and Holmes podcast, where I speak to a variety of individuals to help get you, the listener, insight into interesting local happenings and global issues that may be affecting us all. If you like this podcast, I hope that you would give us a like and leave some comments on our YouTube page, on Spotify, and share it with your friends to try to get the word out. And if you have an interesting story you would like to share and you are in Western Montana, please get in contact at ryan at exitrealtybv.com or follow the link in my bio. And now, here's another episode. dude it's like it's rock with yeah. a little bit of dirt mixed in it is it's just insane um so yes out of my house that i had to uh trench from the power pole all the way out to the hip camp and i went to rent the trencher and they were like what are you trenching and where are you at and i was like well i'm up here and they're like you don't want this trencher like, you, want <laughs> you need this trencher you need dynamite <laughs> so, yeah, that. it was like pulling volleyballs up out of the ground oh I mean, it's nuts like right like a fucking bronco on that thing. yeah i know it's <laughs> and then in... all the dirt turns to flour and falls back in the hole and you're like well that out by hand. <laughs> you've got a huge pile of rocks and nothing <laughs> to fill in um anyway well james hey thanks for being here yeah um we thanks are recording now we're live we're Alrighty. we're on the air why don't you tell uh Tell us what's going on. What, introduce yourself and let's... Uh, All right. Well, in your project. James Jory, uh, Jory Valley Farm. I uh, moved here about two years ago, two and a half years ago from Ohio, uh, and started a little regenerative agriculture farm out there doing mostly pigs and chickens right now. Okay. I uh, was told I had irrigation, but that's kind of been a... <laughs> it's a new thing to learn out west for sure. But so, yeah, I can't really do cows where I'm at right now because a little bit dry. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been focusing on the pigs and the chickens for now and then expand at some point here okay but so regenerative farming well, how'd you get into that ah uh, been following it for years i did uh, meat chickens back in ohio okay so you can do that on a much smaller scale uh, i followed uh, joel soliton out of virginia been to his farm before and just all the stuff that he teaches on how to grow things intensively and scalable and uh and in a so, way that's that's kind of conducive to... Yeah, it regenerates the land. Yeah. Regen- you're all about rebuilding the soil instead of depleting the soil mm-hmm. to get the product. You're all about regenerating the soil. So you're not having to add lots of fertilizer. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's all, all yeah, the natural the, things. The pigs that, are adding the fertilizer yeah, and exactly, yeah. rooting up the ground here and there. And you, know, you keep them on a certain area for a certain amount of time to try to get enough disruption mm-hmm. to the ground and get them to eat the weeds and stuff and then move on to another one. And, and you don't have to clean pig pens because they're constantly you're just <laughs> moving, moving them around. around okay that's cool yeah so yeah they're in a pasture but then they're on paddocks and they get moved probably once every seven to 14 days somewhere in there all right so and you're so you're located east of stevensville like yeah a little northeast stevensville okay like up ambrose off east side okay yeah gotcha back up in there that's got to be an interesting territory to try to yeah <laughs> it's mostly sagebrush up there yeah right <laughs> but it's crazy where the prices have gotten to that's for sure i mean even up there like I mean, I believe it. Even yeah. from the two and a half years I've been here, it's gone significantly higher. Oh, everywhere, yeah. So, I'm hoping at some point it'll come down. I can afford some more farmland, but I'm not seeing that anytime soon. <laughs> you know, we'll see. 
things are changing. Uh, Maybe it'll be it'll at least be a little more reasonable. I think. I don't uh, know if it's. I mean, it's never going to go back to, to right. where it was. Uh, oh, that and I got in with two percent interest, so that helped. Oh, quite yeah. a bit See? on the yeah, monthly yeah, payment. There you go. Nice. <laughs> so. You're crushing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, and do you butcher your animals there on the farm, or I do my chickens? Just because I can't resell them that way, but I do them for okay, myself yeah. that way. I got to go through inspected butchers to resell. So okay, most of mine are done at a couple different local butchers. And gotcha. And then you're making, and so you're you're so you have the pigs, and then you process them, or you get them butchered at a at a license or like a inspected, inspected facility. Facility, yeah. and, yeah, and then be, and then they gets inspected and everything before like as they're butchering it that way everything's <laughs> yeah above board and ready to go and so are you selling it to a, a i guess re, do you have a retail shop or do you have a wholesale not currently like? that's one of these days i'd like to do a retail shop here in hamilton okay i'd love to do like a farm store with maybe a farm to table restaurant wedding venue a bunch of things i know at one point i'd looked at a piece of land just south of here mm-hmm. uh, that was for sale it was right on the river i'm like oh this would be perfect but <laughs> I was buying the house at the same time. It's like, there's no way I can Priorities. afford both <laughs> of these, that's for sure. But we could buy it, live in a tent, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, it looks like somebody bought that now. They got a little white barn out there and okay. build yeah. it up a little bit. But, yeah, at some point, it would be nice to have yeah, There's more shop. opportunities coming. Of course, then with retail shops come the headaches of employees and <laughs> yes. all yeah, that I stuff, mean, so all the overhead, where now it's just me. So it's a little just, easier Just to you, and you and the pigs? <laughs> I Nothing else. I won't go hungry. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. See, that's all. That's all you really want. I hope. <laughs> a little sustainable action going on there. Okay. So, what's uh, walk me through like a typical day on the farm then? Uh, for the most part, I mean, I I feed the pigs, the breeder pigs. I feed twice a day, so they get. I break their ration up and just feed them twice a day because mm-hmm. you got to keep them on a ration so they don't get too fat for farrowing and gotcha. Yeah, so they don't have any complications. So they get fed twice a day, and then the water gets checked when I'm feeding, and I get eggs every time I'm out checking the pigs. And then the breeder or the feeder group, they get just a bulk feeder. They get as much feed as they want, get them big as quick as possible. Okay. But, and I'll just fill that usually once a week or so. I have to go out there with the tractor and take a big hopper out there and fill that. And so not too bad as far as the daily stuff. I mean, once a week or so, you're moving pigs. So you're setting up another paddock with mm-hmm. electric fencing and putting posts in, which depending on the time of year, I mean, summertime, it turns to concrete. And yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and wintertime, it's hard as a rock. But, yeah, I try to get out there and move them once a week or once every two weeks, depending on how much disruption they're doing and okay. how many pigs are in that particular paddock. Because they get kind of broken up. Usually I keep my breeders in one paddock mm-hmm. and then my feeders in another. And then whenever one of the sows gets to the point she's about to farrow, I'll pull her out, put her in her own paddock for some privacy and get away from the others and so that sometimes I end up with four or five paddocks going, but usually it's just the one or two or the two okay. the breeders and the feeders. How many how many animals do you have? Uh, right now I've got seven sows and one boar, okay. and then there's seventeen in the feeder group right now. Gotcha. So most of those are for next year. I got one that's still ready for this year, but most of those will be ready come springtime. And do you stick to one one particular breed? Ah, uh, no, my boar's a Berkshire. Okay. And then I have a couple of Berkshire sows, a couple that are Red Wattle Berkshire crosses, and then a couple that are Mangalitsa Berkshire crosses. Okay. I've heard, um, yeah, fr- some friends of mine at Double K have have just switched to primarily Berkshire oh, at yeah. this point, yeah. Yeah, I like the Berkshire better. I, I Like the Mangalitsas I have, and a lot of people romanticize about the Mangalitsa, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a really good meat product, but they take longer to grow out. Okay. 
and nobody wants to pay more for those than they yeah. would for the Berkshire. So I'm kind of kicking around if yeah, especially in this economy on. right yeah. <laughs> yeah it's hard enough just to break even right now i know <laughs> i can imagine so what, what are you feeding them then uh, i get all non uh gmo corn and soy free feed okay currently getting it out of sandpoint over in idaho uh, which is about a four hour drive each way wow. i do that twice well once every two months okay i pick up about four tons and Haul it back. So non <laughs> non GMO corn and soy free. Oh, yeah. What Which, is it? What does it consist well, of? Well, the reason of going corn and soy free is because like corn and soy, you can get non GMO seed, mm-hmm. but by the time it gets to be a productive plant for grain again, you can't guarantee it's non GMO because they get cross pollinated so much. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if you stay away from those, then you're pretty safe to be away from the non GMO stuff. And then, I mean, it's got a lot of peas and oats and like there's barley in some of it, depending on the mix, depending on the protein level and Okay. And they add minerals to it, you know, what the pigs need for that. But I know I was getting it from another feed supplier, but just smelling it, it would smell stale. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a great smell to it. This stuff, when I smell it, I want to put milk on it and eat it. And I'm like, that's what mm. I want to feed my pigs. <laughs> and I'm sure they love it, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure pigs, you know, I've seen pigs. They, well, they'll eat just about anything, it seems. But Getting them out on grass helps, too. I mean, just getting out, they graze on the grass some. I mean, okay. it's obviously not their main diet because they're not ruminant animals. Yeah. So they need the grain, but... By grazing on the grass, they do get a lot more red meat. Okay. You know, that the meat just looks more red. It's not like the white stuff in the store that, you know, supposed to be the other white meat, but <laughs> it's not supposed to be white. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, you take a look at some of the the more naturally raised pigs, you definitely wow. see a huge difference. Well, it's the same thing with eggs, too, right? Yeah. You look yeah, at farm fresh eggs versus store-bought, like, yeah, or even know. tomatoes out of the store. You're like, what is that? That's, it, it looks like a tomato. It's just uh, it tastes like a tomato. It's just sliceable water is <laughs> right? all it is usually, right? It's like why are we getting tomatoes in the middle of December? Right. <laughs> you got you, sometimes you got to stop and think. Like I don't, I don't know if you really even should be eating this. You yeah. know, you're looking at it like what? It's here we are in the middle of of winter. It's you know twenty below outside, and I'm getting a tomato at the grocery store. <laughs> right. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... Not only the taste, but I'm sure the nutrients in it as well. I mean, oh, yeah. It just, I mean, I know like, with the pigs, for sure, like the, the nutrients are definitely different, the healthy side of it. You know, yeah, you can go to the grocery store and get pork a whole lot cheaper than what I sell mine for, but you're going to pay for it in the end with hospital bills or doctor bills. or, or Yeah, or, it, or just even feeling crappy. The, the <laughs> price per calorie, right? Well, if you Or the price per nutrient, I would right. say. You know, yeah. maybe the calories are the same, but the nutrients are well, significantly different. <laughs> As you see in a lot of cases, unfortunately, you know, these days with like, uh, you know, being cheaper to buy a pound of Twinkies than it is to buy a pound of carrots (laughs) most often. It's like, well, I mean, yes, you could, but (laughs) do you really want to? And then, and and you're right, in the end, you know, we get to the point of, of, you know, certain metabolic issues and and this sort of thing where, yeah, it might be cheaper up front, but you're certainly going to pay for it when you go visit the doctor. And he's like, well, uh, yeah, you got fatty liver disease. I'm sorry. Not only that, on top of that, like tomatoes or even like my pork. I mean, you eat that, it tastes so much better than what you get oh, store-bought. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. incredibly different. I mean, this summer at market, I don't know how many people have come back to me and they're like, man, those chops were the best chops I've ever had. And I'm like, that's what I want to hear. If not, I want to hear it too because there's something I need to fix if they're not. But <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's great. That's great. I I, I I just love having that sort of thing here where, you know, we've we've gotten away in our food system from having quality, right? right. And we've kind of been conditioned to being having these things available all year round, like I was just saying <laughs> with the tomatoes. Like, But it's not really a tomato. It's just the idea right. of a tomato. It's the <laughs> representation of. And you go, like, 
for example, I you know I grew up here in the valley, and I didn't like I didn't like tomatoes. I didn't like avocados. <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of fruits and vegetables that I just uh, partly probably, probably was young and a kind of a picky eater. But at the same time, I just did not even into early adulthood. I didn't really enjoy them. You know, people are always like, yeah, you got to eat your fruits and veggies, and yeah, okay. I mean, apples are great here. Uh-huh. Apples are fantastic here. Mm-hmm. We grow a lot of apples, but the you know, tomatoes especially were just at the bottom of my list of something that I wanted to eat. <laughs> and then when I moved to California and we go to the farmer's markets there in San Francisco, blew my mind the first time I had <laughs> like a real tomato that was grown fresh and, you know, only a couple days, like maybe even less than a day wow. off of the vine. And it was ripe at that point. It's just and an avocado. The first time I had an avocado that was grown in California and consumed in California, wow. so it was picked there nearly ripe, and I ate it within a couple of days. I'm just like, this is what it's supposed to taste like. This is not <laughs> what. <laughs> so it's just it's it's wonderful having having the opportunity to consume other things wow. also that are. And there's something about enjoying things in season. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if you have something all year long, it's no longer as special or as good as it is. I mean, pumpkin spice lattes—they do it at a certain time of the year because, you know, if you'd had it all year, it'd probably lose its savor. Not as that, many people would want them. You know? Oh, I, I, I just love comparing. <laughs> right <laughs> here we are: regenerative farming oh, yeah. and locally raised organic uh, animals and produce to uh, is akin to this pumpkin spice yeah. latte. I mean, you're not wrong though. Oh. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. Of... It's all about the seasonality of it, yeah. and it gives you something to to look forward to. And you know that kind of, and I I agree with that completely. That's that's kind of why I, well, fall is my absolute favorite time for for cooking. Oh. It's just all the dishes I enjoy cooking. Uh, you have, you know, and it coincides with you know that's the time when you harvest animals as well. Oh. It's, it coincides with what normally would be the time for slaughter and the the beginning of preservation of foods for the winter and you have a kind of a surplus so you have the really fresh stuff that you would use <laughs> right and um you've got apples you've got the root veg that you've got coming out of the ground <laughs> and all the stuff that you've you know at the harvest the time of harvest and oh those dishes are just some of my favorite <laughs> and yeah and and pork especially is when it's done well it's an incredible if it's grown right and not overcooked and <laughs> yeah also the key man yeah we don't have to worry about uh all the diseases that we yeah. previously did um they're getting better about handling that on a larger production scale but also you know just when well, you're buying it locally they, and they've dropped it from 165 for pork down to 145 for like your chops and stuff yeah. you don't have to cook it to 165 which makes them so much more juicy let's right. dry it out <laughs> no trichinosis anymore thankfully yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. And, and people, you know, you, it's kind of funny cause I, so I, I used to, my previous career career was, um, in the culinary industry right. and, you know, you start working with product quality products and you start cooking <laughs> things a little differently than what people are used to. And yeah, I, I there was no way, you know, if I got a quality piece of meat, I was going to cook it until it's done, <laughs> especially a piece of pork. It's like, I'm not worried about trichinosis anymore. I you know, know? it's like. <laughs> It's a good piece of meat. I trust the people that that supplied it, and I'm gonna cook it to where it actually is an enjoyable experience. <laughs> it's like they say, don't eat don't eat raw eggs, and it's like, well, as long as the egg doesn't already have the salmonella in it, 
your it's fluid. not a problem. It's exactly. not like it's going to produce it just because it was raw. Like it has to be in there. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I I would be dead a hundred times over, uh, <laughs> considering the amount of raw cookie dough I've eaten in my yeah. in my life. <laughs> I think I've eaten, I've probably eaten more raw cookie dough than I've eaten actual cookies <laughs> at this point. Because that's the best part. Right. I don't understand why we bake things, honestly. It's, you know, it's just the best part is licking a spoon at the end of mixing it. And it's, then you sit there and think, why do we need to put these well, in the oven? Just like eating things in season, if you eat the whole bowl of raw cookie dough, you might. Uh, okay. Wish you hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Seasonality is what it's all about. And That's, we're blessed here with the seasons we have. I mean, I can't imagine. I know there's places people love it, living one season all year long, just steady temperature. But, man, I love having, like right now, we're about to get cold. And it's like, it's nice having that change of season. And Right, it kind of gives you something to look forward <laughs> yeah. to also. It makes you realize the year's going by too, not just, wait, 10 years have flown by? Like, yeah, I, you have the seasons. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah, it breaks it up. off the bugs. And <laughs> yeah, and it's nice to, you know, you, there's a lot of visuals that come with it. And I... I always enjoy watching that change, you know, wow. and, you know, here we don't have as much, um, well, we do have quite a bit of agriculture, but it's hidden away from a lot of places. Wow. Uh, you know, we have a lot of hay. You can watch yeah, the hay. A lot of hay, not just much about grain. <laughs> but not much grain. And grain was one of my favorite things to, so I, when I was living in Germany, there was, um, I was living in Bavaria and there was lots of, I was living on a farm wow. and I worked in the village nearby. And I mean, you get outside of, like a town in Germany, and it's all farmland <laughs> for the most part. And so you you have a it's this acute visual of the seasonal change <laughs> going on, and it reminded me a lot of here as well. Uh, you know, we have all of the all of the leaves changing, all this kind of stuff. But you also get to watch the fields change, which is wow. just really cool. <laughs> you know, you watch you see it grow up over the spring, and you know certain work being done. Then it's summer harvest and uh, certain grains being harvested at the beginning of summer and you watch the corn still grow and then the corn gets harvested and you're like oh well that's it's about it's almost winter then if that's the case and then you know the cows start coming down out of the mountains and all this kind of stuff and yeah uh and it reminded me a lot of being here um being able to see a lot of those those shifts happening because when i was living in california and texas and louisiana it was just like Okay, uh, it's another day. <laughs> it's slightly less hot than it was six right? months ago, but it's not cold. Like, wait, Christmas is next week? <laughs> and I'm out here in shorts and a t-shirt. Right? It's like, yeah, so seasonality is definitely something that I think a lot of people take for, for granted that wow. they don't have, you know? like That's... Um, so in terms of so you're, you're feeding them you're feeding them grain you've got uh, moving them around the fields what um, and you've been doing what for two years now you said yep. about two years about two years since I got the breeder group okay uh, have you what kind of changes have you noticed in the in the landscape around the uh, farm then I mean when I first bought the place it was just an empty field mm -hmm. you know, and four foot tall grass and couldn't even see all of it. You know, obviously getting them out there, they do a lot of that work for you, knocking that stuff down, which is another good thing for pigs or sheep on a farm. You can put them to work and yeah. get rid of a bunch of overgrown stuff real quick and easy <laughs> without having to do all the work. Let them do it for you. Turn it into bacon. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, with the, the fields, I mean, they're starting to get – you can just tell there's definitely been some disruption there, and mm -hmm. there's, the grasses are growing differently. Different grasses are coming up. It's, I mean, it's just part of that process. Getting the manure out on the field helps – 
start getting more it's getting enriching trying the soil to build the soil which up there there's not much soil unfortunately because i'm up about 400 500 feet out of the valley so okay and i'm kind of on an old gravel bar from lake missoula so i mean <laughs> you dig down about three or four inches and you're hitting big rocks so you've got a posts. you've got a nice base layer to work with. <laughs> yeah. is what you're saying you've got you've got marked growth right. in your future if that's the case. Like right now, the downside is if it rains, it dries out pretty quick afterwards because it's really well drained uh, yep, soil, yep. which is good because it's less muddy. But <laughs> I need that water to stick around <laughs> so I can grow <laughs> the soil. So it's a matter of getting that organic matter in there and just building it up over time. Is that all it's going to take? Is just time uh, with yeah. the animals to? I mean, if I could afford, you know, bringing truckloads of compost or something, I'm sure it would help. <laughs> okay. Move it along, but I mean. Fortunately, with pigs, like I say, they do graze, and it's good for them to have forage on the land and try to grow certain types of crops if you can. But, I mean, the native grasses are good for them, too, mm -hmm. if you can get those well-fertile. and. Okay. Are you ready for a bigger house? Downsizing? Need to be closer to family or work? Whatever the reason, when it's time to move, it's time to find a realtor. Exit Realty Bitterroot Valley is a full-service brokerage that prides itself in being a true advocate for their clients, whether they are buying or selling. To learn more about the services we offer, simply text HUSTLIN to 85377. That's H-U-S-T-L-I-N to 85377. So plans plans for growth. You want to, you want to expand, obviously. Yeah, that's, I'd like to either expand or move sideways into something bigger, maybe something with a little better irrigation and more soil and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, potentially we'll see where the you know, future leads on that. I mean, the place I have is beautiful, great views. Yeah. But I mean, at some point, I would love to have more land for that. And then, obviously, like I said doing a, some kind of retail location down here in Hamilton would be ideal. Uh, I think that there could definitely be some cool things there, not only for growth of the farm, but just growth of the community as well. I mean, yeah, absolutely. people having jobs, people having places to go eat quality food, not just processed, you know, whatever. I mean, a lot of restaurants they get into the mindset of okay how do we do this the cheapest way so we can make the most money <laughs> i mean yeah it's, it's like... yeah speaking from experience the restaurants are brutally hard <laughs> they are brutally yeah. hard industries <laughs> to be in and it's a yeah it's a rough business and especially with things going through the rate of inflation right. they've gone through in the last couple of years it is and the problem is getting people that would support something that would do it Right, you know, because it would definitely cost more. Cause, yeah, yeah. I mean, my idea would be to support all local farmers. If you know, I, I don't do dairy, so I'd work with a local dairy farmer. You know, do those kinds of things. Work with other farmers, bring their products in, so everything could be locally sourced as much as possible. Which oh yeah, absolutely would be tough, but it would be expensive too. I mean, it be, it would but. be tough. <laughs> it would be expensive. Um, I think in the in the beginning. But after, you know, once people realize the wow. difference in quality and also the benefit yeah, to the community. If they start to learn the benefits. And <laughs> like so that you don't have to ship in right. all of your product from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Right. I mean, all that produce we see in the, in the grocery <laughs> store is not coming right. from anywhere near here. And learning to cook things in season, you know, having to where you got that season yes. change. So you're coming back because there's different things constantly. Being yeah. okay with not having your tomatoes <laughs> yeah. in January yeah, right? is, is key. <laughs> Although avocados, I don't think, are something anybody would ever give up, um, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> They're just too good. <laughs> I, Yeah, it, it hurts my soul every once in a while. Like, <laughs> I was like, I want one right now. but, um, Yeah, right on. Um, 
So if you had the opportunity to do cows, you would want to do cows too? Yeah. If I had the land, I probably would. At least right now, I'd be at least doing them for myself, if mm-hmm. nothing else. But, I mean, it's just another protein source. Like, you know, right now at market, I'm just selling my pork as protein because I haven't found a good butcher for the chicken side of things yet. Uh, so, like, hoping this next year, if I can find somebody, it'd be nice to add the chicken to add another protein source, yeah, another yeah. option. But I know I've got a lot of people that'll come by and they're like, "Oh, you don't have any beef?" I'm like, "No, but I do have pork steaks that look like beef." <laughs> hey, oh, okay. They taste I try like some beef. <laughs> I mean, well, they taste like pork, but they, you know, they're tender and juicy, just like beef steaks. Gotcha, yeah. Just like a beef steak. I mean, it's like some of them look like ribeyes. They're called country style ribs, but they look like ribeyes. They're marbled with the fat and mm. they're really juicy. And <laughs> oh man, I should have eaten more before I had this podcast. Thinking all this food makes me hungry. You got, me, you, got me, you got me reminiscing <laughs> about those, uh, the maple sausages that I got oh, yeah. from you. Holy cow. <laughs> those did not last. <laughs> we cooked those up, and they were – It was it's just downside gone. with bacon or sausage. It seems like you open the package, and you might as well cook the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, you go through this kind of justification with yourself. You're like, oh, I'll save some for later. And it's like, well, I might as well just cook them all now because, you know, uh-huh. they'll – <laughs> then, then I'll have them in the fridge, and I'll just have them later. And then you just end up eating the entire package in one sitting and feeling a little guilty about it, but also going, man, that was delicious. <laughs> they were, yeah. Um, oh, my God, they were so good. <laughs> my mouth is watering again. I'm thinking about them. You have, to, you have to get any complaints from anybody saying that something was bad. So, hey, that's said, it. If, if they are, let me know, because one, we'll make it right, and two, I want to know what's wrong so I can fix it. <laughs> you know, if there is something wrong, but... So far, things have been going really well. That's a good sign. (laughs) It's a very good sign. Um, Yeah, so, well, what else? What else is going on? What's, uh, you, give me the history. How did, you moved here from Ohio. Well. And what prompted that? I just felt like this is where the Lord was leading me. Been kind of one of those things, like, ever since I was a kid, I always just wanted to live in Montana, didn't know why. Okay. And then at some point, God just revealed, hey, that, that was my desire. I placed that in you. So I was like, all right. So I started looking out here about was it five years ago, I think I came out and visited. And mm-hmm. it was just like, I went back and everybody's like, you know, what's going on? I was like, well, my heart's in Montana. And they say your home home is where the heart is. And I'm like, my heart stayed out there. So <laughs> I got to get back out there because that's where I belong. And it was like everything I was doing back there was just, I did construction in Ohio. Okay. I worked for myself for many years. Yeah. And just kind of was like, okay, one, I want to kind of get away from that. I mean, I'm 42 now. So it's like, I want to get out of construction. It's hard 42. on the body. Dude, I thought you were like 28. <laughs> Holy cow. Right? Yeah, everybody gets that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I keep the facial hair because otherwise. Whew. It helps, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, but yeah, I. Trying to get away from the construction, but it seems like there's so much construction work out here. It's like if I needed work, I could get it easy. But true, true. So trying to stay away from that. But I'm sure you do enough on the farm as well. Oh gosh, yeah, that, and I've got a big walkout basement I'm working on remodeling, so I can do an Airbnb out of that. There you go. And then I've got a hip camp site there, just diversifying as much as possible on farm to bring in Absolutely. income where you can. Absolutely. <laughs> Pay the bills. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Diversification for I sure. Know. And I'm sure it's a great marketing tool as well, having a farm. You can make the farm uh-huh. stay, come enjoy, hang out yeah. with the pigs. and <laughs> As long as you like pigs, you'll love it here. <laughs> hey, you know, some people enjoy that stuff. Yeah. I, I know the, the farm that I used to work on in uh, in Germany had a lot of, of guests that would come. You know, it was a bit, it's actually a, kind of a, a big business over uh-huh. there as well. In a secondary business to a farm is, is having farm stays. So they'd have people, uh-huh. you know, because the people you know, living in cities and this kind of stuff, you know, have this idyllic <laughs> view of, right. of, you know, living off the land. I mean, a justifiable uh-huh. view of living off the land because it's kind of 
Oh, yeah, how, how we do it anyway, world. right? I mean, it's how we we're supposed to be living it's, it's anyway. It's romanticized a lot, you know, on YouTube. It it's is. like, oh, look at this, and everybody wants to do it, but then they go and do it, and most people quit because it's hard work. It is I mean, hard it's work. It's not easy, but it's a way of life, and it's I wouldn't want anything else. <laughs> but again, yeah, and the so the farm get the opportunity for people to kind of experience yeah, that a little bit. And they, I know there's, I'm trying to think where what country that was in, but they do the whole country is all about that slow growth food, like everything's grown slow, like it's supposed to be. They mm. don't, push a bunch of hormones into it and everything to try to get to grow faster and just everything's slow and I'm like man that's oh <laughs> um, something right there that's a, is that um is that Laos is it somewhere in I think it's it was somewhere in East Asia a few right? years ago I remember hearing about or it Bhutan and seeing some something? videos on it and just the countryside's beautiful of course and again, you never know in videos. They they always pick the best parts and ain't <laughs> that the truth. <laughs> Make it look better than it really is. But yeah, all those are those YouTube farmsteaders out there. <laughs> just yes, oh, it's such a wonderful <laughs> life, and they're not right. showing you like getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Right. To, <laughs> you know, yeah, when the storm blows in in the middle of the night, and you got to get out there and take care of stuff. Or yeah, right. You're all you're like always right now. We got really cold weather coming here tomorrow, and I'm just starting to get try to get my hoses pulled up and heaters yep. put in yep. the tanks and get stuff tied away for winter. I wasn't ready for it yet. I know it came <laughs> quick, huh? Yeah. Hoping we get some more we- uh, warm weather, but. I've got some friends driving out from Ohio right now. They're trying to push and get through tonight because that storm is supposed to hit Wednesday, but we just have to see if they can make it. It's a long drive. That they only made it to Sioux City last night, so it's a long drive to try oh, to make it the rest of the way. <laughs> a long drive through some awfully boring yeah. territory, too. <laughs> uh, the worst part is, you know, they're going to hit the pass, their homesick pass, yeah. in the dark. Oh, and boy. it's like, if it's been raining and now it's cold, they may have to try to hold out for the night and come in the morning, but then yeah. it's supposed to snow in the morning, so... And they're calling for what, five or six inches out there. Are they really? Towards Butte and that area. And oh, boy. I know here we're not calling for near that much, but <laughs> it kind of jumps over us a lot. It does, yeah. I mean, we, we are in the, the quote-unquote banana yeah. belt, for better or worse. That's kind of a funny thing. Uh, like, up where I'm at, it's even worse. Like, even in the summer, you'll watch the storms go down the valley and circle around and come back up the valley and never hit the farm. You're like, like, I need like, that water. <laughs> right around you, like, really? <laughs> But yeah, a lot of times it'll jump up over the bitterets there and end up hitting the Rockies, and we don't see any of it. Yeah, right. It's kind of nice. I mean, in the wintertime, driving's not real bad. I mean, plow the driveway once or twice a year. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had too much problem. But never know. I, I have heard the winters have been worse up there before I was there. So. Yeah, they definitely become a bit milder in 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 recent uh see if that takes recent a turn. years but <laughs> yeah who knows maybe we're back going <laughs> going the other way for a little Tends bit coming here. ebb and flow there <laughs> i mean this is this weather's been crazy though lately with, yeah. i can't believe i was you know i was hot the other day yeah yeah market saturday <laughs> i'm in a t-shirt and i'm like what <laughs> what is going on <laughs> next week it'll be snowing <laughs> that's uh well as they say that's montana for you you know that's just how it goes around here yeah you wake up and put your park on and you're in shorts by the middle of the day and and that's summertime. And the sun goes down, you're freezing your butt again. It's yes. Or if it goes behind a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 20-degree <laughs> drop in temperature just because it went behind a cloud. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, right on. Um, so what part of Ohio are you from? Uh, I was down in southern Ohio, in Chillicothe. And then my parents were up east of Columbus on okay. Buckeye Lake there. Uh, got a good friend there that does uh, coffee. It's a roast coffee. Oh, right he brings on. in coffee from all around the world and roasts it and does all that stuff, which is kind of where with the pumpkin spice stuff because of course he does it all legit like real pumpkin and you know actually making it not just <laughs> some chemical seasoning flavoring <laughs> yeah right <laughs> who knows what's in it who no lots of sugar that's what's yeah. in it <laughs> well that's what gets people in addicted yeah, right. to sugar <laughs> gotta 
<laughs> Gotta get that drug, you know? Yeah. That's what it's all about. Caffeine's great, but I need the sugar. <laughs> it helps. It helps smooth it out, I guess. I don't know. Um, right on. And so, yeah, that's exciting. It's right. really exciting. <laughs> Lots of cool things happening up there. Yeah, yeah this year's been, kind of feel like it's a year of breakthrough. It's kind of breaking through stuff now. Getting to market's helped a lot. Yeah. It took me till middle, middle of July to get into market, just getting everything for the health department, getting my mm-hmm. stuff all in order and okay. finally getting there. But it's definitely getting the name out there has been huge. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't I don't remember seeing you because um, I although I missed a lot of markets this year, I was quite <laughs> busy on Saturday mornings. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember seeing you there at the beginning. Well, it was mid-July um, before I finally finally got to the first market. And okay. Hit that day and I sold a bunch. And I'm like, oh, all right, this is going to go pretty good. But, good. I mean... Still not in profit yet. I got a large feed bill to pay back, but <laughs> hey, take a little bit of time. But got to start somewhere. Uh, got to get the word out. You know, uh, more people taste your product. I, I mean, even uh, as of last week, I had people come by the booth. They're like, "Oh, we've never heard of you before." It's like, been here since July, but <laughs> <laughs> hi. <laughs> so that's one of those things. Like these last few weeks, you don't make a lot at market. Just the markets aren't as good in mm-hmm. the end of the year, but it's advertising. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely. Out there and people, you know, face to face with people, they're seeing the brand and. Hopefully trying the product. and <laughs> So outside of the market, where can people buy your stuff? Uh, right now, just on farm. Uh, like I've been telling people, I go to church down here in Hamilton, so I can bring it on Sunday if they order something. Okay. And I can bring it with me and you know, meet up with them afterwards. And I mean, I'd like to get to where either I've got some kind of food truck or something going or get mm-hmm. the retail location or something. But So hopefully that's something I can figure out for this next year. But Now, if you had... so. I forget how all the the rules work around this kind of stuff. If you have, if you retail yourself, so you can retail it yourself, yeah. right? You can sell it basically directly to consumer, yeah, direct to consumer, yeah, without having to go through all the the USDA hoops, right? Well, you still got to have all the meats still got to be inspected, sure, like okay. at, at the butcher. But as far as like selling, like if I sell to a grocery store, then I have to go through MDOL and get the meat locker license and all that stuff. Okay, and, you know, in order to sell. To them, and then they sell to the consumer. Selling direct to consumer, they came out to the farm and inspected where my freezer stored and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Make sure you know all my stuff's up to bar. And, okay. Yeah, and then like I had to go through all the like health department stuff, which really is all the same stuff you would for a restaurant. Sure. Fill out all that same paperwork, and then you know have hand wipes on hand and trash can and all that stuff. I mean, okay. In order to be able to sell, but yeah, that licensing is different than if I want to. I mean, you have to have that as well. <laughs> but if I want to sell direct to a a restaurant or a market or something, then I'd have to go with a different licensing. Oh, okay. Then they're going to want their cut of it. <laughs> so would you so. be able to, in this case, um, have like a have your own like retail freezer somewhere? So, yeah, I mean, once you have the licensing through the health department, like it's good. Like the there's different licensing, like the one for the market, you can get one just specifically for one event. Mm-hmm. Or you can get licensed through the state to where you can sell anywhere in the state. So I could haul stuff anywhere in the state and sell. And I have that licensing for that for me to personally sell. But yeah, to sell to somebody else for resale, that it's a little more involved. Not well. Say terrible, say it was like um, say it was like your own freezer uh-huh. that was the point of sale. Uh-huh. Just hosted by someone else's business. Would that be possible? I'd have to look into it because I think technically at that point you. I don't know if it, if it could be considered a consignment. Maybe it wouldn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, be one of those areas I'd have to ask the health department about. It'd be, <laughs> yeah, because I I've heard of I've kind of heard of that happening before, where you know someone has has a 
has their own like a retail freezer set up in someone else's business wow. but it's <laughs> it kind of like rides that gray area of uh-huh. uh not really being a wholesale distribution right but it's still it's retail through your own business but someone else is like <laughs> hosting you're like renting the space or something right. yeah i don't know yeah, it could be interesting. Could be something. Could be something to look into because yeah, I'm I know sure a lot of people are like, "Dude, how do we get your stuff throughout the winter?" Because now they've had it through the summer, yeah. and they're like, "We w- we don't want to stop getting it." You know, the bacon and sausage. I got some people that, you know, they buy the sausage links for their kids because their kids love them and they know that there's nothing in them. You and know? boy, are they delicious! <laughs> Let me tell you, those maple sausage links are the best. I mean, for me, I don't even use warmer. Like, because I move the pigs enough, I don't build up parasites to where I need to worm them. A lot okay. of people will worm them on a regimen. Yeah. Like, you have to worm them. I'm like, I've never had an issue. Like, because I'm moving them all the time, they don't build up that parasite load. So they don't have wormers. They don't have hormones. They don't have any vaccines. They're just born on farm and go to processor as uh, clean as possible. Yes. <laughs> as it should be. Oh. As it should be. And I'm sure they're the happiest pigs you could ever meet, too. <laughs> yeah, they're not in some confinement house or on a concrete floor or... <laughs> Not where they're they're out where they're supposed to be. Well, out enjoying basically. nature and yeah. laying in the fields and basking in the sunlight. And <sighs> Sounds like a lovely life. <laughs> honestly. Getting to eat all the all the food they want. Uh, chickens run in behind them, help clean things up, keep the fly levels down. <laughs> I bet those are some good eggs too. It's that whole uh, symbiosis thing, trying to <laughs> keep things working together and Right. That's why I let the chickens just free range across the whole farm. They can get under the electric wire. It doesn't bother them, and they can go in and clean up. And <laughs> any food the pigs leave on the ground that they don't eat, chickens are in there picking it up. So everybody wins. Waste. <laughs> everybody wins. Awesome. All right. Well, James, tell people how they can get in contact with you if they want to buy your stuff. Okay. Yeah. There's. I don't have my website up yet. Eventually, it'll be at joryvalley.com. Uh, which will then it'll go from there to different parts of a business, but sure. I've got the domain for it, just haven't got it built yet. But uh, on Facebook, I have a Facebook Jory Valley. Okay, uh, they can call me four zero six five two nine zero seven seven one. Perfect. They can call me there, or they can email me at jorryvalleyfarm at gmail dot com. Uh, and then obviously farmers market when it's open. I think we got one more voluntary weekend this weekend, and then next year will be May through the end of October. Awesome. I'll be at the. I'll be da- back down here at the Hamilton Market, and then hopefully next year try to start working in some other, either something maybe up north where I could find a place midweek or something where I could park and be able to sell stuff. You know, get the word out. Will you be at the the Steve I Farmers Market as well? I haven't yet. I went and looked at it before I got in with the Hamilton one. Mm-hmm. I just I felt like it was smaller, and I didn't know if there was enough crowd to really for what I'm selling. Sure. So I thought the Hamilton was the best place to start, but I know they do one out on Ambrose. Uh, at the park there, they have one that's oh, like yeah. in the afternoons, and I could hit that one, you know, like I could because it's close to where I live, so I could come back down and hit that one in the afternoon. But just haven't decided if it's worth the extra effort to get down there. And then again, you never know until you try it. But <laughs> that's true. I, mean, that's I didn't know true. how Hamilton would go until I tried it. I figure if nothing else, people at least <laughs> get to know the name. Exactly. I mean, that's what it's that's what's uh, really all about. At first, a lot of people come up there like and Jory Valley. Is there a Jory Valley out there? I'm like, no, that's my last name. Like, there oh, is now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to name the valley after me. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, James, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I hope uh, I hope to talk to you again about this stuff soon. We'll yeah. check back and see how the business grows over the next growth 
yeah. exciting announcements. All the pigs. You'll have a you know you'll have a retail shop here oh. in the future and <laughs> be pumping out all those pork products. It's uh, so. Yeah, anybody who's listening who wants to uh, buy his products, I highly recommend it. Get in touch with him. I'll list the phone number and email address in the description. And, uh, yeah, he's got sausages. He's got pork chops. He's got bacon. He's got all the good stuff that you want to eat. And, um, yeah, man, thanks a lot for being here. All right. Goodbye, everybody.